0: Welcome to the Literature Across Frontiers series, New Voices for Europe. I'm Alexandra Buchler and it's a pleasure to introduce these interviews with writers who came to Europe from conflict zones and made the continent their new home. We have asked them about their journey, personal and creative, and what made it possible for them to restart writing as they emerged from often difficult circumstances. Some of these interviews are presented as podcasts, others as written articles, and all are a testimony to the admirable strength of spirit and perseverance the writers
1: have shown. Hello, this is Olivia Snez. Today, Selma M. Jonus, a Norwegian-Iraqi poet and writer, will be talking about what it was like to leave her city of Nineveh, And the challenges she faced when arriving in Europe. We'll discuss the European literary environment and the obstacles authors who had to leave their countries face in their creative careers. Salma was born in Nineveh, Iraq in 1971. She earned a degree in English-Arabic translation from the Faculty of Arts at Mosul University. She also works as a freelance journalist and on a global project at Askerhag Publishing House based in Oslo. Selma has published several poetry and short story collections in Arabic, which have been translated into a variety of languages. Her book of poems, A Lullaby for a Little Worrier, will be out with Asger Haug in April, 2021. She has lived in Norway since 2009. I'd like to add that Selma is using a new pen name that she adopted recently, and that her forthcoming book will be published under her new pen name. And we'll discuss this later in our conversation. So welcome, Selma. Uh, thank you. Thank you for talking with us. Can, thank you for having me. Can you describe the conditions under which you arrived in Norway uh, almost 11 years ago now?
2: Yeah, uh, actually, I arrived in uh, uh, Norway in 2009 in April. It's like, it was like Easter also. Mm. the same time now, Mm. and uh, circumstances was uh, very obvious at that time. Uh, uh, I was a journalist and I was uh, the culture supervisor in my town, hometown, Mosul, and it was difficult for me uh, as a journalist and as a writer uh, to work and to live there because of all the War and the civil war. What happened? And uh, uh, they start attacking uh, journalists, uh, especially. And I have to move uh, from my city to Kurdistan, which is uh, it is my grandparents' city, Erbil. But uh, since I was born in Mosul and I was uh, registered as non Kurdish, it was also difficult to stay there, and work and settle down and everything. So in 2009, I heard about uh, uh, an organization called ICORN, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and I applied for it. ICORN is based in Stavanger, uh, Norway, and uh, it was not uh, a well-known organization at that time, so they hadn't so much load on them, uh, and my case was very solid, and they accept my application immediately. Uh, because you have to prove your story with documents with other things and uh, since i was built my i built my name at that time in in online as a freelance journalist and uh, as a writer so searching my background was very easy for them so i applied and i was accepted and uh, they uh, took uh, care of all the formalities how they invite me Uh, officially uh, as a guest writer in uh, Stavanger and uh, to uh, have the opportunity to apply for asylum at the same time. So I uh, didn't miss uh, this opportunity since I had uh, two uh, small children at that time and we traveled directly from Erbil to Stavanger. Mm. Uh, Of course, uh, it was a long uh, waiting uh, less uh, wait it's, it wasn't waiting list, but it was waiting time for formalities uh, be done uh, 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 for example it started my my application started uh, in 2008 but I traveled uh, april 2009
1: so it took nearly a year for the
2: uh, in my case it was uh, almost 9 months
1: hmm. actually yeah how did you hear about icon
2: it' a coincidence. Uh, it was suggested by a friend, uh, and it was a very crazy story, because the friend who suggested to me, he said, "This there is a Mexican organization," <laughs> <laughs> which is ironic. <laughs> Why you don't apply? And I, I told them it's in Spanish. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't understand anything. <laughs> and he, he, was a Spanish translator. He said, I, I will, I will contact them." Uh, when he contacted them they uh, replied okay we are not uh, the main uh, office uh, the administration is based in norway and i looked it up it was in english everything is what it was easy and i just started uh, uh, contacting them and they were very very helpful Mm-hmm. so it was yeah, it was a to b. I know, be. <laughs> I know. It, it was like crazy thing happened.
1: Yeah. Um so once you arrived with with your two children um can you tell me was it mainly uh, Icorn that helped you with all the uh, all the different things you had to deal with or were there other institutions also in uh, uh, Norway that helped you? Um
2: yeah the the uh, the situation in, uh, for guest writers in Norway is a little bit different from other countries. I now expanded it now. It's, it's all over the world. And, uh, uh, but at that time, it was like very few limited cities. Uh, only Norway uh, uh, has the opportunity for writers to have their permanent residency, actually, and they can apply for, for uh, citizenship. But other countries, you have to move after two years as a guest writer. And that wasn't an option for in my case, because I have two uh, kids. And uh, they suggested to uh, accept the, the offer to be a guest writer in Stavanger, and they take care of all the uh, formalities for me. And, uh, and they did, uh, because they have this arrangement with the immigration uh, uh, office, and uh, UDI, and uh, uh, other, uh, Penn International, of course, And uh, other uh, institutions uh, uh, is involved to make it easy for writers and artists to come uh, as a guest. Uh, uh, It wasn't easy at all. And uh, I had very, very lack of uh, experience uh, uh, since I never left the country for good before. Mm -hmm. I never been in a camp. I never... uh, Uh, I just uh, used to travel and come back again so that wasn't in my experience how I can deal with this new situation as a refugee and as a guest writer at the same time and uh, uh, in addition of course as a single mother for two two young kids. They helped of course with the formality because I don't have any idea about this how, how it is done and but but after all, problems came uh, came out. Mm. How 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 uh, I deal with it? Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, there will there there will be always a coordinator that uh, leads you uh, in what to do in the country, uh, because they are uh, familiar with the system, and always there is a contact person directly with you uh, for almost two years until you be familiar with the system until you settle down, until all these, you you know, the refugee papers are done. But uh, uh, as a a writer, I lost a lot of time uh, spending uh, to understand the system, for example, to adjust my mental and uh, uh, physical uh, 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 to this environment, a new environment. And uh, how to understand that I am uh, alone with two kids, I'm responsible for them, and how to make decisions. These are very, extremely, extremely dangerous uh, challenges for me. Of course, it's very
1: different it's, from what a, uh, different. a single man would have to would of experience. Course. Uh, of as, course. And you were alone with... Children yeah. and you had to be strong for them as well. Yeah, uh,
2: of course, and uh, and and even you know, uh, even you uh, to do the right thing. Always there is some mistakes you do because you you don't have experience in this area, a- area. But uh, I learned a lot, but I paid <laughs> a lot, you know.
1: And, and re- I, I imagine also, that yeah, and also loneliness is a big factor. Um, for refugees and and I know that institutions even with the best intentions they can't do much about it yeah, yeah no, it's
2: that uh, that it's helped you uh, it's uh, yeah there is difference between being lonely alone and being lonely with others mm. and uh, this also was a challenge for me how to cope because I never I never feel I never felt even in my country I belong to some community or some groups I uh, my personality is a little bit alone mm-hmm. by choice. Uh, uh I have this difficulty uh, to integrate or to socialize with people and I thought it is something um it is not a healthy thing, or but I can't force myself to be another person just to fit in the society. But since I'm in Norway, that didn't make any difference, actually, because I'm already alone. And lonely, uh, the society itself, is difficult to find a friendship, to find uh, uh, social groups, to socialize and find uh, uh, like... Uh, mutual interests with people they 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 lived their whole life here they were born here they uh they have a totally different culture which is not a problem for me at all and i made my researches uh, before i came here so i wasn't shocked and i wasn't uh, uh, i i didn't high my expectation uh, my expectations also uh, always were uh, low because I know uh, life is not easy everywhere, even if in perfect country. But the challenge was uh, was it this what I wanted or not? And this question always uh, spinning in my head and to
1: But did you have a choice, really? I mean,
2: no, I didn't. Yeah, Actually, exactly. I didn't. I had a choice to die there mm-hmm. and to to choose uh, <coughs> a worse life for my kids. Mm. If I stayed uh, in Iraq, mm. that was a choice also, but mm. I didn't. I didn't choose it because I am not alone. I have two kids. I have of to search better life for
1: them. Of course. And I know you don't like the word exile. <laughs> Perhaps you can um, talk a little bit about why you don't like this word.
2: It is not I don't like it, but I don't like how 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 media uh, deal with it how how media or or how how uh, literature feel present us uh, through this term exile i i i felt all all the time a stranger outsider and in exile even in my country because i i i can't fit in a society that uh uh don't respect my beliefs for example don't uh, uh uh respect uh personal freedom or rights i don't have rights so all the time i feel i am outsider so why i have to be uh, presented in 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 different way here since uh exile term is not just being in in, in another country at all it's not about the place it's not about the society it is about how we feel about this
1: mm, maybe
2: i i i feel i belong to no, yeah. Maybe I I feel I belong to Norwegian society more than Iraqi society, who knows? But why they is how do you feel you are in exile as a writer? Writing already is very difficult job and very difficult field to to work with for all the writers, not uh, just uh, uh, immigrants writers or refugees. It is difficult art. So the challenges, uh, maybe for me as non-Norwegian writer, is a little bit different from other writers. But the challenge is always there, even for the for the uh, Norwegian writers. It doesn't matter. Hmm. Yeah, the, the, these kind of things they don't help. It doesn't help if they continue presenting me as a writer in
1: exile. It right. never helps. Yeah. I understand. And, and you write in Arabic. Um, but some authors who are, uh, who, who have to flee their countries, uh, they choose to adopt the language of their host country. Um, and I'd like if you can talk about a little bit about this and um, talk about how much language is a writer's identity.
2: Uh, I believe I believe that liter- uh, language is is uh, writing identity and the writer identity. I believe in that. Uh, but there is difference between a writer who find uh, find, find him, himself or itself a, a willing to write in that language because they feel this is the language that I want to write and between uh, a writer who forced himself or uh, itself to write in that language, just to fit to the field of the uh, literature uh, uh, in the country they live in. That I can do it actually. If I feel tomorrow, if I feel I want to write something in English, I will write it down, but I I will never, if I don't feel it, I will never consider myself, I am a writer in English. I, I I can't do that because language for me it it was like a, a gift, mm. and by 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 the way Arabic is not native language it's not my mother tongue. I I start learning Arabic when I went to school, so imagine I I am writing in in not mother tongue language, so it I'm I I don't have anything against. Uh, writing in other languages uh, other than your mother tongue I have I have issues with people who just arrived for example two or three years and they want just trying so hard to fit to the field in Europe mm-hmm. yeah to integrate by uh, by writing and and actually I read I read some materials and that, that it is not good, <laughs> not good for them and not good for the uh, literature. And yet, uh, all the time when they present them, they present them as uh, writers in, in exile. So that is not solving a problem. Again, that is maybe adding a problem
1: because it diminishes the quality of their writing and of they're still put in this category or in a box of
2: course of course we w- we weren't born here we we most of us uh, arrived very adult uh, so we need time actually we need time we can't jump directly from uh, a level to uh, to to a certain level without stepping all the all the required levels this is what i mean uh, when when we have to be patient especially in writing because other arts has no issues uh visual arts like painting other things uh, acting they don't have this issue in writing mm-hmm. we have it because of the language identity
1: Mm-hmm. and and perhaps can you talk a little bit about um about why you changed your name because this is after as you say uh 11 years of of being yeah uh, in Norway and it's recent that you changed your yeah name.
2: yeah yeah uh, uh changing my name I, I it was always a personal desire since I remember since I was a little even I asked my late father please change my name i don't like it <laughs> but he always uh, answered me no 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 your name is beautiful you have to keep it and always it was in my agenda to change my name one day and it never happened i never had the chance it seems it seems the pandemic uh, <laughs> the <laughs> lockdown <laughs> triggered this again and suddenly i i want to change my name actually i want this book comes with a new name with my new name i'm tired uh, before uh, my book was almost finished and everything was ready to go to printing, and in the in the in the last moment, uh, they contact me when I applied to change my name. The authority contact me and confirm my name change. And I contact the publishing house. Is it too late to change the name on the cover and uh, and on the, the book? And they said no, it's not too late. If you have it now. Uh, official we can change it and they change it <laughs> so it's all happened without uh, it's spontaneously happened and and i hadn't any uh, attention for it to 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 make it some issue because his name is name it's it's just a name mm. and always even in my work uh always i had this uh, uh i was conscious about names all the time even my novel I that I finished recently it's about names how how you play with names uh, it's something all the time amused me and uh, something uh, inspires me all the time so why uh, if I can if I am here today and I can do it uh, why, why
1: not it's quite a joyful event it's, it's
2: yeah i I'd say it is it yeah. is i'm 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 still <laughs> I'm, I'm still dealing with it with all these formalities contacting people contacting uh, banks to change everything so yeah it's quite but it's a still a name so um, it doesn't matter does yeah. selma
1: mean something in uh, norwegian
2: it is it is very old traditional I think uh, German origin name. Uh, yeah. It's about landscape and there is a lake in Norway uh, called Selma and it is a a, a poem title uh, um, in Norwegian uh, poems also. Uh, so it's all related to landscape and poem. Mm-hmm. It is a little bit different from Arabic uh, Selma, which uh, which is uh, which comes from uh, peace uh like uh, peace and uh, peaceful uh but in 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 norwegian i think it has something in very very old uh, norwegian language or tradition thing i loved it i loved it because i translate one of the poems and the the title was selma and when i looked it up it was like a a lullaby thing or Mm -hmm. something like that
1: it made sense (laughs) I wanted to ask you about um, the recent refugees in in Europe are, for the most part, Syrian, and many of them are writers, many of them Mm. in Germany. Um, Mm. What do you think the effect is of this on contemporary Arabic literature and perhaps on the European literary environment in general?
2: Of course, uh, as Arabic and uh, um, for Arabic audience, uh, it's... uh, uh, the uh, view is very different from uh, the uh, for for the european you know Mm -hmm. a european uh, field a literature field looks up to these writers as a new uh, wave uh, and uh, a a, a new material to focus on and to integrate and to give the literature uh, uh, like a new uh, dimension for arabic people it is like all the time there is uh, argument and criticizing this, uh, th- this wave, of course, and all the time there is division, how they deal with this literature. For me, it's not important anymore. For me, I, I think I believe, I believe anyway, if it's not strong and if it's not standing on solid base, it will vanish ban- after all, it won't last. The only problem, uh, I'm not against anybody to start writing or to start any experiment, any, any, any experience, because it's not my stage, it's not others' stage, and uh, it's an open microphone. Everybody can write, everybody can present themselves the way they like. Uh, for me, as a writer and a journalist who, who writes reviews on book, on books, And on, uh, 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 texts, I would love to see some qualities in these, uh, pieces or works. But if I, if I continue expecting the same thing and I find it, that's disappointing for me as a reader and uh, as a, not as a writer, but as a reader. Because I am expecting to, especially with young people, I'm expecting to read something different from my, experience different from others experience but the the thing it's happening now i don't see that that will happen uh soon until they understand they have to treat themselves as they are writer for in the first place for themselves and after all for others for the readers Mm -hmm. because I can see, and I can I can judge as a writer also, because I do that sometimes. I consider the audience before me when I write. And that's totally wrong. Mm-hmm. Some people, they say, yeah, the reader is, is like uh, virtual and we have to deal with it. Okay, I know. I know any writing piece, uh, the destiny of writing is to be re- read and to be re- well received. But if I write something, it's not me in this text, in this work, that's not writing, that's made up, that's that's something any, anybody can build it. But where, where is where is me as a writer in this piece? This also, we are struggling with it. And uh, for me, I, I want one day to open. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not claiming that I, I, I have read all the works May, I, I'm sure there is great works outside but we we, we we don't know about it because they are not promoted like others but I, for me it's very important especially with young and I, I insist and I, I focus on young writers because I don't want to follow uh, their uh, descendants mm. <laughs> the previous uh, artists made a lot of mistakes um, but uh, I am, uh, waiting for the, uh, great jobs, great works, and I, am sure they can do that actually. Once they believe they, they can do better if they are real. Mm. Well, do they you are, see, do you uh, see a- presenting themselves? Mhm
1: do you see a particular area in in yeah. the vast arab world where you feel that literature is particularly interesting at this time
2: at this time
1: mm. uh the younger mm, generation at this
2: time uh, yeah, yeah younger generation i know uh, uh actually there is many uh but uh but still still uh, i can i can't name i can't name uh, because they are they they still under this uh, impact of the new wave of literature, Arabic literature. If you go back and read some uh, uh, English reviews, for example, uh, into Arabic books, you will see some common uh, points about these books, Al- always dealing with uh, like conservative society, uh, Islamic uh, uh, movement or something like that, uh, uh, uh like uh, 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 dealing with the human rights uh, dealing with we all we all we we all uh have these issues but when when for example a publishing house in europe they they don't accept uh, uh, a work from Arabic area unless they are talking about the human rights mm-hmm. or about uh The uh, Islamic groups or something like that. That's that's totally wrong, in my opinion. That won't help. Uh, that won't. That will help to sell for the publishing house. I know. I know uh, why they are doing this because I worked in, I work in publishing house and I know their policies. Mm. But for me, as uh, Arabic uh, writer, and for others, uh, that's that that will never help uh, Arabic literature to, to rise up again. Mm-hmm. That will stereotype uh, Arabic writers, that will uh, 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 kill the unique spirit in the Arabic language also, because I can see now, uh, I'm not fundamental, I'm, I'm not radical about uh, 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 standard Arabic or Arabic fosha at all, and I am, I am with changing uh, and uh, developing the language. Mm-hmm. But sometimes uh, uh, when, when, when some writers, they just want to fit in uh, to, to the new waves, they read, for example, European writers who, who writes in dialect, for example, and they are good at it because it is, it is a, a good material. But when, when you come to, to Arabic, it's not that easy. It is, you can't do that directly. You have to be an experienced uh, writer it, it, to course, do it. Of mm. course, of course. Mm-hmm. And there is so much uh, bad, bad material now in the market because of this.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So how, you can imagine how how this immigration or, or refugee wave affected or affect on the, on Arabic literature. You can imagine. It's it's a huge it's issue. It's a huge issue, and yes. It, yeah, it is. And, and it has multiple point of views and angles you can see uh, through and you can't uh, just judge or criticize no I'm not here to judge or criticize I'm here just to raise uh, questions and I want to discuss and I want to understand because this effect on my work also.
1: Of course and and I'd like to since you mentioned the this new wave of, of refugees and, and creative people how how can they be helped more by institutions Um, and in your experience what can be improved because maybe if they were to feel more secure they would be able to uh, be more themselves in their writing possibly also
2: yeah Uh, as I I mentioned uh, it depends on the market market what wants uh, they want to sell so uh, in should writers refugee writers they should discuss this issue often uh even uh, among themselves or even with the institution that that they are dealing with uh, for example uh, as i as i see there is a big big movement in uh, uh in germany especially in berlin uh, and uh, uh, but they uh all, all these uh movements or arrangements or festivals focus on reading on uh, writers situations but but they I, I never i never reached an event they discuss actually the actual problem for these writers mm. and uh, uh for example the the uh, the uh, opportunity or the chances for writers to be translated in Berlin is different from Norway, is different from uh, Sweden, is different from Denmark. So we can't, we can't uh, generalize uh, the situation of the writers in Europe. Uh, and of, of course, there is in France also. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least we can discuss the main issues. This is what we are missing. Uh, I believe, I believe, uh, there is a huge community of Arabic writers now even I don't believe in institutions to uh, have them in for example a, a writer union or something like uh, this I don't believe on that but I believe if they uh, arrange something they can discuss actually uh, these issues uh, maybe we can reach uh, or, or we can reach some... Uh, fruitful discussion Mm -hmm. and how we can not just fix it because it's nothing wrong with being in this environment unless you are attacking others because art is art Uh, since it is out it will be taken as an art so i don't have any problem with with all these uh uh public uh publication of, of the books or or translation of, of poems or, or books but let me let me tell you about my experience uh, in in translation actually I don't I don't speak German mm-hmm. but uh, I can I can uh, Norwegian and it's it, and I can figure out actually now if this translation is good or not uh, so there is a huge uh, uh, problem in translation in Germany uh, by Arabic translators not the other way
1: you mean and translation uh, into German into German mm-hmm, yes by, but Arabic, by Arabic, by Arabic-speaking Arabic people. yes mm-hmm. by Arabic
2: and they just arrived and they just uh, know uh, English maybe mm-hmm. and uh, it seems they are uh, translating through English or uh, through other I don't know so I discovered a lot of a lot of misinformation in the translation, which is a huge, which killed almost the uh, uh, the essence of of the of the poems, and wasn't well received because it was misinterpreted. I worked on this book, my new book in Norwegian, and I had a lot of experience how translation works actually. Mm. It is not enough just to know the language. It's not enough just to read the language. It's not enough to just to understand the language. It's not enough at all. It is a huge uh, journey uh, uh, between all of these elements. And if you are not uh, talented in translation, you shouldn't be just to fit the the uh, the, the new environment. So it, for, mm, so it would be helpful for.
1: So it would be helpful for for uh, Arabic language writers all over Europe to be able to discuss these issues together.
2: I think uh, it is. I think it is helpful, and uh, I love to see this. But I never, I never, I never get this. Uh, actually, we had a very, very few discussion in in North uh, which is include non Nordic literature in Nor- in Nordic uh, countries, and it is just uh, for uh, uh, Scandinavian countries. And we didn't we didn't reach any uh, um, like uh, recommendation or or uh, solution for the problem. We just discussed it, and that's it. Uh, but for example, now since the huge community in Berlin, for example, uh, why not if they are working. And they are active and uh, they have many, many enthusiastic uh, young people. Why not consider this uh, to help uh, others also uh, to contribute and uh, to reach other writers, uh, not just Syrian writers, of course, because now there is there is this new thing uh, with the publishing house in Europe. They are the priority is for uh, Syrian books. Why? Um, and as 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 non Syrian, I'm I'm wondering why. What's the reason? Because if the events happening or or politics issues, all these questions uh, put me in in a, in a position to uh, to to question the literature, Arabic literature now, and especially Arabic literature in Europe now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why this happened, why this happened, why we reached in this level where where's the uh, where's actual care about the literature
1: itself? so it's the so, quality of the literature you're worried about
2: of course it's it's mm-hmm. not just the qualities, the varieties it's mm-hmm. it's it is the everything. Mm-hmm. and I almost recently i read i was in jury, uh, I read almost five, six books for different writers. They wrote about the same thing, and I'm not against to write about the same theme. But in the same way, what does it tell? It tells a lot. It tells there is something wrong happening. Mm -hmm. They are writing for prizes. They are writing for uh, to be uh, awarded. They are writing to be translated. They are writing to be promoted in in, uh, global uh, literature. They are not writing for literature, actually.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, these are many... uh very interesting issues which which would be all the more interesting for for the authors themselves to be able to talk about together so uh, perhaps course. one day uh, uh, a not a union but a, a community of writers mm-hmm. can get together uh, to talk yeah. about this but um, Selma I'd like to thank you very much for talking with us today it's been uh, very interesting and congratulations on your on your new book and on your new name thank you as well thank
2: you. thank you so much for having me it was an interesting interview and uh, thank you for the questions
0: and raising these questions thank, thank
1: you. you thank you
0: thank you for listening to the literature across frontiers podcast you can hear more episodes from the series by subscribing to follow the Literature Across Frontiers podcast on your favourite podcast platform. Feel free to rate the podcast and give us a review, especially if it's going to be a five-star one. Please also help us raise awareness about the Literature Across Frontiers podcast through your social media accounts. And finally... I'd like to thank the Creative Europe program of the European Union for making this interview series possible with their support.